You know what, Sam? What? The future captain is locked up. Yes, he is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And Sam, boy, this was a big week for the Hurricanes. Lots of news. I mean, two big ones, but it still makes things, I think, a lot interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of gives us fans lots of questions about this roster, both right now and in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we will get to that. Uh, But first things first, to those who are new listening to us, like to go through NHL news, delve into some Canes news, and then that's when we'll talk about the largest portion in our episode. And for this episode, we're going to talk about Tony D'Angelo and Sebastian Ajo, Sam, and we will get to why we're talking about them in the Canes news. So NHL news, Sam, it's the end of an era in the fact that Patrice Bergeron officially retires. Yeah. Um, end of an era for Boston, end of an era for the NHL and for that draft. As with his retirement, there are only three players left in that draft still playing in the National Hockey League. Really? I, I was not keeping track, actually, of I the saw players a post in that draft. It. Guess who one is? Guess who two of them are? Stahl brothers. No, just one Stahl. Eric. Okay, Eric, Bergeron, and I don't know who the other player is. Brent Burns. Oh, Brent Burns. That's it? Brent Burns and um, Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, and Flurry. Okay, yeah. Nope, so wow. Those the last three. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that uh, half of those players are basically... Um, hurricanes. Hurricanes. <laughs> active yeah. Hurricanes with both Burns and Eric... Well, Eric. he said Eric or Jordan? Eric Stahl. Oh, Eric. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... But still, it, it still applies. Yeah, Eric's sure. not a hur- current hurricane But you have anymore, ties to the did. Hurricanes, for yes, sure. So that's does. pretty cool. But yeah, those are the last three active. Uh, one is active with Carolina and Brent Burns, and he shows no sign of slowing down right now, which is no shock. Um, he's been playing very good. Um, but good for uh, good for Bergeron. He's earned the break. He's earned the rest. He's earned the retirement. One of the best centers in the National Hockey League. Not better than Rod Brindamore. Sorry, not sorry. Um, uh, if you look at their stat, and I'm comparing them because this is a player that Rod's been compared to. For whatever reason, Bergeron's gotten more Selkies. Well, no, I can tell you the reason why. It's because he played in Boston. Um, there, There is some truth to that. So I, I will give that to you. Because if you look at their stats, Rod Brindamore's better in almost every category. So... It is what it is at the end of the day, but Rod- at least Brendamore won a Selkie Trophy. Absolutely. Now I'll tell you this: Does Bren- does Bergeron deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, for the same reason that Rod yes, deserves he does. to be in the Hall of Fame. But Rod should get there first. Oh, trust me, I agree with you. But I think just knowing that Boston is an original six team and the history, as long as Ron Francis has a vote, Rod's probably never going to get in the Hall of Fame. I still have hope. Okay. I I still have hope. But Bergeron, Hall of Fame player, great career, thorn in the side of many teams in the Eastern Conference for many years. 
One of the best centers um, of all times. Um, and now Boston has a huge problem of who's going to play that number one yeah. center role. They don't have one, so they're going to have to figure something out. Yeah, because they, they they hardly have any cap space. Yeah, so they're going to be in some trouble. Um, but I think similar to Carolina, they need a number one. We need a number two. Oh. Yes, exactly. And uh, so, I mean, congrats to Bergeron mm-hmm. for his career, but... As a Canes fan, I think there's a part of him retiring that actually uh, relieves us as Canes fans at the same time because we don't have to verse him anymore. Yes, yes, yes. But um, great player, classy player. I've always liked Bergeron, so uh, all the best. Oh, yeah, Bergeron, I've really liked him too. Uh, the next piece of news here, Sam, is that Matt Murray has been put on LTIR. Um it's a mysterious injury. I think I think it has something to do with the head. I'm not so certain, though. But that frees up quite a bit of cap space for Toronto, and it means that Ilya Samsonov is going to be their number one goalie. With that cap space, that can help them if they want to get Carlson. So that, Yes, that, it very there's, well there's some, There is some definite repercussions to that move for them um, because uh, I think they had fallen off. It was Pittsburgh and Carolina. But now Toronto could probably fall back into that if they wanted to, um, which is definitely possible. Yes, although I don't think Toronto's problem is offense, though. No, it's and not. Carlson is is the almost one of the purest forms of offensive defenseman. If they're smart, um, oh man, that actually really didn't help them that much. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Toronto, oh, it didn't help them that much in like terms of cap space. Looks like they're still in the negative. Um, really? I because I thought they they would get out of that with a Matt Murray being put on LTIR, but I could be wrong. Well, I'll be darned. Yep. So I don't know with Toronto, but if Toronto was smart, they would probably look to do more. You know. The, with that cap space, if they have any right now, uh, cap friendly showing us they don't have it. But um, a smart move for them that would also give them some cap space would be to move like Nylander. For and I think Carolina's got a player that they need, and that's Brett Pesci. He is the best defensive defenseman that's available right now on the market, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, not been just linked this. To him. Yes, it's not just this year though, but it, it really seems like. Um, both Carolina and Toronto have been great ideal trading partners for some time. Yeah. I mean, it just it just makes sense. Um, they get a player they need, right, and Pesci. Now, obviously, we'll give them more. Uh, we'll probably give them some picks and prospects, help them develop their prospect pool a little bit. But they need defensemen. That's something they just do not have, right? They do not have any solid defensive defensemen, and Brad Pesci is going to be the guy for them on the on the blue line that's going to shut shut people down. That's what, exactly. he's, that's what he's good at. And Carolina's already got someone like that in Slavin. So they got Slavin, and Burns can do it. Shea can do it. Chatfield. Orlov, Chatfield. Yeah. So Carolina's got an abundance of a lot of similarities, right? 
So, and I think Shea is just a better version of Pesci. Now, I love Brett Pesci. I really do. But I think Shea is just a little bit better and, and gives you more. He brings you more to the table than Pesci does, especially on the offensive side. Although, I have seen the arguments of trading Shea, and I think they are pretty compelling. But we can get to that once that's, we talk that's, about And that's fair. That's fair. Uh, my argument here is with the Murray situation, even a little bit more cap space, another one that could help Toronto and Carolina is to move Nylander. Right, they don't need the, their strength is offense. They got plenty of it. Um, they could use a defenseman. Yeah, and and trust me, I agree with you. The only thing about Nylander, Sam, is that he's he's wanting like ten million dollars, and, and I don't think we're gonna give him that, especially uh, since it took. I mean, I'm happy we got Aho signed. I don't even think we have to extend him. I think he's a great rental. You're not gonna sign Pesci. At least go get Nylander. All right. I mean, if you want a guy, player to play on you that's going to be rental, and your plan is to not sign Pesci at the end of this at the end of this contract, why not bolster your offense? Well, I well for I, a season. I, I, see, I think that can be a little bit redundant, though, in the fact that I'm is that they're they're trying to trade Pesci because they can't get an extension with them. They're going to have the same problem with Nylander. But what you get with Nylander is a need that you you right. If you keep Pesci and you don't get anything for him, you, you're losing a player you got a lot of, right? But if you lose Nylander, like if you trade for Nylander, you're trading for him as a pure rental. But he's going to fill a void that's there for Carolina, right? Oh yeah, he 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 definitely would, and I do think he would make this team better. And if you do trade Pesci. It has to be to make this team better offensively. Yes. And, I mean, if you get Nylander, I mean, granted, this is all wildly speculative because I really don't think it's going to happen. But, I mean, if you get Nylander, I think if you do extend him for that, I think it spells the end of Marty Natchez. Oh, yes. I, I would agree. It's going to be the end of Natchez. Definitely. Um, I was thinking of maybe Jarvis, but I think Jarvis is more important to this team than Natchez is. I mean, there you can probably make an argument that the team can fit Natchez, Jarvis, Aho, and Nylander up there with Svetch. But I think someone's – I mean, that definitely means Teravinen's out. Oh, yes, definitely. He is out. And uh, I he, think he's out now, but it's just a matter of what will happen, right? But I mean, we'll see what happens. This is an in, these, that's an interesting development. Both of these NHL news events directly impact Carolina. Bergeron retiring makes Boston significantly worse, and um, Murray being on on LTIR gives Toronto theoretically some options to to do some things. Yes, definitely. So uh, that's the NHL news that we have for this episode, Sam. Now let's get into the Hurricanes news, and let's just go ahead and. Um, Actually, just say the big news here. The two big news. D'Angelo, he has signed a one-year contract, $1.675 million contract. You know, interesting. I thought it was going to be a little bit lower. I'm not complaining because this is what Carolina has done with D'Angelo, right? They have paid the man exactly $2.6 million. $1 million the first year, $1.6 million the second year. What they've gotten for him, what they have done to acquire him, absolutely nothing would give him money. They are out $2.6 million when it comes to D'Angelo, and he has done nothing but provide offense for us, right? The only time exactly. he's been here, he was outstanding for Carolina. Offensive juggernaut, power play specialist, that's why they have him, right? Because we we needed a power play quarterback. Right? And, he's go, and, he's, and he's going to be 
put on the first power play unit. He's either gonna, my guess. Uh, well, they might keep Burns there. They might keep Burns there. I wouldn't be shocked if they do. But D'Angelo is a little bit faster, so they might want him on the first and let Burns quarterback the second. They both have a great shot, and D'Angelo is dynamic when it comes to passing. He's a great playmaker. Oh, he is. So there's that. And then they flipped D'Angelo when he was an RFA to Philly. For draft picks, so they got assets for him. So Carolina has gotten, I think, a second, a third, and a fourth for D'Angelo. I believe that was the trade. I'm looking that up right now, but yeah, Carolina is an absolute wizard. You know what I think, Sam? And I'm being a little bit facetious here, but I think they saw that Philadelphia had their head coach and John Tortorella, (laughs) and they're like, this ain't going to work, so let's trade him to Philly. Yeah, no, it's possible. Tortorella and, I mean, we said this before last season. Oh, we, we like, did. Both opinionated, very strongly opinionated men. And D'Angelo said that out. it didn't work out for him and Tortorella. And look, I love Tortorella. I, I've been very vocal that I think he's one of the best coaches in the National Hockey League today. Um, but a second, third, and a fourth round. So I was right. Pick. Second, third, and a fourth. So they got That's really good. three draft picks for Tony D'Angelo, who signed like a five-something million dollar contract. And we still have that second round pick for this year's draft. So we have two seconds. So, I mean, why not? In the worst case scenario, what is the absolute worst case scenario here? He doesn't work out, and Carolina throws him down into the minors. It's one point six million in cap space. You're not going to get any dynamic flair there for that. And if he doesn't work out, and you don't assume you do nothing else with your defense, Carolina still has top, you know, plenty of top six. If Angelo's your seventh, and you're paying one point six million for a seventh defenseman who can play and slot in with a quarterback, your power play. If you have an injury, cool. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look at the stats here that you got when he was with us: uh, ten goals, forty-one assists. 51 points. Sam, if he can at least get half of that, that's a great deal. Yeah, no, I mean, it works out well, right? So, I don't know why people, I mean, we know why people are bitching about it, let's be honest. There's um, always going to be controversy surrounding D'Angelo, D- 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 but I do think if you dig deep into that controversy, I think it's silly. No, it is. And this is, this is what I tell people, and this is true. Where's these in ticket holders, right, Sam? If any of you really hate D'Angelo that much and you want to give up your season ticket holders, uh, for those of you who do in Section 325 next year, uh, please do so so we can get better seats. Thank you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if, if that really, if, if you are really so upset and so heartbroken that you cannot support this team with D'Angelo on it, please give up your seats. We will take them and watch this team win a Stanley Cup while you sit at home crying because you don't have a seat there. You just want a seat next to the wall again, don't you? Well, no, we're sitting up the top. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think, I'm, I'm kidding. We have great seats this year up at the top. Um, List some more room, and it's going to be nice. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely is going to be nice. So, yeah, there's that news. And then, Sam, seems like this is the biggest news. And the last controversial one, obviously, uh, is that Sebastian Ajo is now officially signed. Yep. He's going to be a hurricane for life. Eight by 9.75 on his birthday, Sam. What a birthday present to be handed in a contract. Yes, and extension. when I saw that, Sam, my first opinion on that was like they waited till his birthday didn't they didn't they 
Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I think they felt like it was going to get done. We talked about it the last podcast. Yeah. I said, if this does not get done, you got to move him. So this solidifies that, right? We're good. We're done. Ajo's here. Goes back. To, I'm going to go back to my one-liner. He's your future captain. Right. Oh yeah, he is. I think the only co- I think the only question there is if does Rod prefer Slavin? Exactly. But I think to me with this contract, I think that to me almost solidifies. I think ninety five percent chance mm-hmm. he's going to be the captain. Yeah, and probably whenever Stall retires or they transition Stall out of it, or maybe he wants to step back from the leadership role and be more of a mentor. You know, it's going to happen in the next four years, right? Because that's when Stall's contract. Yes, is it's going to happen. I think gradually because I remember an interview with Rob Rendemore during the playoffs <laughs> where he didn't like how the process was when Paul Maurice yeah. mm-hmm. took the captaincy away. So I think it's going to be more gradual than just ripping it off of Stahl. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's how it should be, too. Co-captains? No, no co-captains <laughs> again. Even you don't like that idea. No, no I don't. That's so stupid. Um, but this was a great deal for Stahl. I mean, I'm happy. Aho, Aho. This is a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> God, if this would this would be a horrible, great deal for Stahl, horrible deal for Carolina. Um, no, this was a great deal for I think the team. I've seen some stuff on Twitter where where Devils fans are trying to hold this over the Hurricanes fans. Say, oh look, we signed like Hughes, Brat, and all these guys for less, and they're all. I'm like, no, uh, hold on. What happened in the playoffs? <laughs> they all disappeared. And that second round against us, where Aho didn't. Yeah, well, it was the defense that collapsed that made the whole team just not play good. And I mean, look, Aho's a better player. I, I would take Aho over any of the Devils' top players any day of the week, just because he's complete. Aho's the complete picture that you get. The only thing close to him is Jack Hughes. Absolutely. For me. And for me, if I'm getting a player. That's not Aho. I want someone who's a purebred goal scorer, and I don't think that's Hughes. I think he's an offensive juggernaut, but I don't think he's a purebred goal scorer. And Jack Hughes, again, he doesn't have that defensive game that Aho has, right? What Aho, about Trevor Zegras? He's known for his puck handling abilities. Zegras is fancy. young. Zegras is young. He's probably going to get a contract like this from Anaheim at some point. Oh, yeah, he, he is. Uh, he has well, a bright deserved. future, too. But, yeah, so, Sam, those are the big news. Um and now let's uh, delve into these news because I think this raises a lot of questions. But before we do... You forgot one thing. What? The thing I told you to add to the notes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You took all the time to type it. Yes, I made okay. you pause and everything. Yes, yes, you did. I am so sorry. <laughs> but uh, Waddell, I mean, he was speaking to the media uh, about the Ajo signing, and apparently it came out saying that he was not close to signing the upcoming... UFAs. So the ones that were mentioned were Teravine and Shea and Pesci. No shock. I don't think any of them are going to be Hurricanes. But here's what's interesting. Jarvis is an RFA. Mm-hmm. Natchez is an RFA. Although I, I would wait on they're, they're not going to be signed until. Natchez won't get a contract. Until and season. to me, a player that I think I, that I could see them signing to an extension. Just one more player. If I had to choose, Jalen Chatfield. Yeah, I think that's possible. I think he's more probable than Shea, Teravine, and Orpeshi. Yes, definitely. And I think if they do sign Chatfield, I think that makes it obvious, even more obvious now. 
Because it kind of already is yeah. obvious Pesci's going to be leaving. Well, let's think about this, right? So next season, after this year, right, the defense Carolina is going to have under contract or love slave and burn. So you got your top three. You can pop Morrow in there, right? Although I think Nikishkin's going to get in first, then Morrow. I think Morrow goes in first only because Morrow's contract isn't going to be a problem. Where Nikishkin's oh, got Oh, yeah, true. So I think Possibly. Morrow can come in next year as like a bottom pair, top, maybe mid you know, fringe top four defenseman. So but the, but pair, the right? year after that, it's going to no, be No, Nikishkin's going to be here. That, that's, where that's, that's where the Orlov, I believe, signing comes into play. Orlov is your bridge between now and Nikishin. Nikishin's replacing Orlov in two years. And um, Burns, right? But if you get Chatfield, right, you're going to sign Slavin. So it's going to be Slavin. It's going to be Chatfield. It's going to be Morrow. It's going to be Nikishin. There's your top four, right? And if you want to, you can extend D'Angelo. There's your five defensemen. They're all younger players. Yes. Slavin's not that old. <laughs> he's he's 29. He's three years old. So older. he's in his prime. Slavin's three years older than me. Jacob Slavin's not that old. Not that old at all. So, look, Jacob Slavin... It's going to be a hurricane for a long time. There, he's going to get an eight-year contract. He deserves an eight-year contract. Yes, he does. Um, if he gets traded, Sam, my heart is but, going to okay. be broken. So let me tell you this: and I'm, I'm going to struggle being a Hurricanes fan. Does he deserve an eight-year contract? Would you give him one in two years? Well, he's cons- going to be thirty-one. Well, well so con- considering where Burns is right now, considering he's still playing at like what thirty-eight, thirty-nine years old, maybe. Okay, okay. Just curious how you feel about eight years at that point. And I think it. I, I could be totally false about this. I could, but I think probably being in the role that Slavin does, being that defensive defenseman, I'm not saying it takes less effort to be that comparing to an offensive defenseman. But I still think you can play that probably a little bit longer mm-hmm. in your in your career than an offensive defenseman probably would. Yeah. So that's I could be wrong. No, I think that's reasonable. I think it's a reasonable thought. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of what goes on there. But just, it's reality, right? The thought is Slavin gets re-signed, right? Yes, Absolutely. He, he needs to because my heart will be broken, Sam. So if Slavin's re-signed. <laughs> You have, well, that was your phone going off pretty loudly there. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, then, you know, you've got Slavin. Oh, well, okay. Here's some NHL news. Oh, really? Some bad NHL news. Some stupid NHL news. Vladimir Tarasenko signs with the Ottawa Senators. That was that alert I just got. Five million for Tarasenko. Let me be abundantly clear, okay? This was stupid. Tarasenko's an idiot for making this deal. He will not win this year. He will not make a statement of any kind this year in Ottawa. Okay? They are not good. They are not going to win a cup. I'm not surprised because you know what? He was about to sign in Carolina until he fired his agent. Sam, when I saw that, I'm like, well, seems like he is a little bit more concerned about getting paid. And I'm not saying that he's evil for getting paid. I'm not. But it seems like he's more concerned about getting paid than the ability to probably win a Stanley Cup with Carolina. Because here's the fact. And Ottawa, I mean, listen, if he signs with Ottawa, that's going to make their offense a lot better. It's going to make their offense better, but they don't have defense. And they definitely don't have a goalie. 
Well, I, I think goaltending is their problem. Their defense is very young and I think very good. Drake Sanderson, Thomas Shabbat. I don't think they're good enough. They're nowhere near where they need to be. I think it's kind of stupid for him to make this move. You want a one-year deal? And also, I'll tell you this. Carolina should have matched that. Like, we'll give you $5 million to come win in Carolina. We'll give you 6 to come win in Carolina. I don't know why Carolina couldn't have offered one by six. Right? One, that was one by six. Holy no, crap. he got one by five. Oh, one by five. No, he oh, got one by Carolina five. Carolina would not give him that money. And he should they have wouldn't. Been. And he should have been given that money. It shouldn't have been a question. You want one year, five million? Okay, cool. We'll do that. We'll do one by six. That should have been the answer to that question. All right, you move Pesci out for whatever you want to get, and then you have your, or you move Teravine and boop, goodbye, Teva. We love you, but we got better things in mind. You bring in Tarasenko. I think it more sense to, to trade Teravine, and if you want him, than Pesci. I think Pesci, you need to solve the center problem. Then, yeah, you move Teravine and out, get rid of his cap space, bring in a bunch of futures. You sign, you sign, and you get him for whatever the hell he wants. This is a huge mistake for Carolina. Carolina again behind the ball. You see it every year. They never do the right thing when it comes to the forwards for whatever godforsaken reason. They went and they're changing up the defense. I don't know why. Five million is a little bit pricey for Tarasenko. I, I think, think, but he's a forty goal scorer. I, I just think that's worth it. Thirty. I would say, but not 40. I think in the, I mean, 30 to 40, I think that's something you got to do for a team that's starved for offense. So Carolina's lost out now on Tarasenko. Hey, but, I mean, the listeners, they got a live reaction. Yeah, they're getting that. a live reaction, and I'm pissed. <laughs> so what a joke. He's a joke of a player now in my mind. That is just so dumb. You're not going to win, and you're not going to prove anything in Ottawa. He's doing that just to wait for the big bucks, but you could have done that in one somewhere. I mean, at least go to a team where you're going to win, right? If he had signed that deal somewhere where, like, you know, Edmonton, Carolina. Ottawa could be a playoff team, um, but um, it's going to be so tough. It's going to be very tough. The Atlantic Division's too good. I mean, Toronto. Boston's still going to be a playoff team. Toronto, Boston, Tampa. Florida, and I think Buffalo is better than Ottawa. So I, I just Ottawa's net was ridiculous, stupid, ridiculous move on his part. He's going to regret that pretty quick. He, he's going to get moved at the deadline. <laughs> if oh, that'd be funny if he gets moved at moved at the um, deadline, and um, Ottawa retains. I, think I mean, he's possible. still going to get paid, but I think it's possible he's going to get moved at the deadline. Ottawa's not going to be in that kind of position to win. But what a joke. Um, definitely don't hold him as high regard as I did. So at least go to like, try to win a cup, idiot. I mean, come on. You're going to sign a one-year deal? Go win a cup. If you're banking on getting paid, he wanted, he why did you want to get paid so bad this year? You didn't even get a long-term contract. You got one by five. You're telling me you wouldn't have taken a one by four and a cup? So it doesn't make sense. I, I think that just shows what an absolute fool he is, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So uh, before uh, we delve into the D'Angelo and Ajo um, news, we are going to get to our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpmai.org. In New York, 
Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 8887-8977 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right, Sam. So I think when we look at the D'Angelo and Ajo deals, I think this can raise lots of questions. So obviously we talked about the news. Now we're going to delve into it. So Tony D'Angelo, Sam, I think the biggest question that came out of this signing is are we out on Eric Carlson? And I think we are. I think at that point, Eric Carlson becomes redundant. Exactly. I mean, the reality is Eric Carlson's a better version of Tony D'Angelo, but Tony D'Angelo is a discount Eric Carlson. So Carolina doesn't need Carlson, so why not go for the discount version? I think that was the wise move. Yes, I did too. And honestly, when I saw that D'Angelo was signed, I was a little bit happy, a little bit considering that I I think it puts a lot of doubt in Eric Carlson coming to Carolina, and I think the offense needs to be addressed more amongst the forward group than it is on the back end. Well, you now already it's a little have hard. Burns. It's a little hard now. To yes, it is a little there. bit hard right Carolina, now. Carolina, again, has fallen behind the ball. Again, it happens all the time. They just aren't. Why are you more confident in the wingers or the centers? I'm not confident the offensive group as is can get it done. And they went and upgraded the defense. So it's but like, here's well, the thing. But, 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 but here's the thing. Would you rather have your wingers be Svetch, Natchez, Jarvis, Michael Bunting, um, Tara, Vinen. Tara Vinen, instead of your center core being Ajo, who oh, we know is a first center. Look, everyone knows. I said last time the center – Centers give me make the the center depth of this team isn't good. <laughs> no, it's not, and I think that needs to be more of an area they need to and cover I would love than a to winger. See them do it, but this team hasn't proven to me that they're going to. I mean, it's they're cheap. They act like the owner's going to spend money, and he does, but he does it on discount players. Don't discount if you want to win and you truly want to win. Okay, prove it. Go all in. Our, we should not have our first round pick by the end of this year. We should not have Brett Pesci by the end of this offseason. Turn this stuff. We have two second round picks. You're telling me we can't turn that into a top six forward? At least number two center? Lindholm won't sign in uh, Calgary? Go get him. 
That needs to be your entire focus. Get off of Carlson. You got D'Angelo. There's no need to get him right now. Yes. Carolina's got seven top four. I think of Lindholm. I think of Shifley possibly from Winnipeg. Your your whole focus now, because you've lost out on Tarasenko. You messed up. I believe they have messed up. This team and this management core, again, has messed up because they fell behind. They're not the ones to set the market. They're the ones to get beat by the market, and they keep getting beat by the market because they refuse to pay a player a little bit more in order to win. It's ridiculous. So they're beat again. Now they need to go set the trade market and go get a player. They need to go get someone to make their top six better. I don't think Tarasenko would have signed when he fired his agents. I think that was, to me, the number one sign. I think you could have offered him that money. I, I do, because you can go over the cap in the uh, offseason. Yeah, by 10%. This should have been made. This deal should have been made. However, there are things Carolina can do, right? They've shored up the defense. Tony D'Angelo, right? They need to be out on Carlson. I agree completely. There's no need for Eric Carlson at this point. It was either, In my opinion, it should have been Carlson or... Or D'Angelo, not Carlson and D'Angelo. I think you're running a risk by having D'Angelo, Carlson, and Burns. You have three purebred offensive defensemen. You got Shea, Chatfield, and Slavin, but I would be more comfortable, or you know, then you still have Orloff, right? So that's something there. There's too much of something there, right? For the back end. So yeah, no, Carlson needs to go. Okay, here's the next question. And this involves the signing of Tony D'Angelo. Is it more of a reality that Pesci or Shea might be removed? Yeah. And I think this was said. I don't remember if it was Adam Gold. Which or, which do you think makes more sense? Pesci. I think I, I could see Shea getting traded in a fashion that you could have Orlov playing in Shea's position. Um, I just don't think so. I feel like Pesci's the one. There's been nothing out there about Shea. Could he be moved? Sure. I, I just haven't seen it. Um, it sounds like they're more content with the idea of moving on from Pesci. Um, and at this point, I don't think you can, I don't think they can afford to go this season without moving one of the two. And ex- because if they move on from Shay, you have to sign Pesci because he can't play this season. And, and I, th- I think, I think, swirling. I think vice versa too. Um, I mean, that's kind of in our next question. I mean, you think if we trade one of them, you think we extend, try to extend the other defenseman? Yeah. Um, because I think to me that's optimal, both from a, uh, both in the now and in the future for I, this team. I think one of them probably gets re signed. That wouldn't shock me. I, I think the reality is that we're at now is for, for Pesci. You can't wait for next year anymore. You don't have that luxury. There is too much out there. There is too much feelings involved at this point. Pesci's not going to play well next year. I think that's just too high. I think those odds are just too great that he plays bad next season, right? So what do I say to that? Um, If you move on from Pesci, you can wait with Shea. There's been no rumors about Shea. There's no thought there. You can wait for next season. For you know, you can work on a contract extension, kind of as the season chugs along. You know, kind of. But they both have one year deals, so you you possibly could say the same thing about Pesci. Well, maybe you you can. I do think he is in a different boat, though. He is only because of 
everything surrounding him right now. Yes, that there, part I would agree. There's so much rumors around about him. The point where even his father has made comments. So it's like, eh, right? Where there's not not that with Shay. You, you think it's gotten to a point with Pesci where it's more of a need to trade him than it is to try and extend him, probably? I think it's a need to do one or the other. I think they're equal, but they have to be done this offseason. They put themselves in a position to make it happen this offseason if they want to have if they want Brett Pesci to come in and play his best and beat Prime, got to sign him. If you want to move on from him and get your top six better, got to trade him. Yes. And uh, another question, too. Let's say Pesci and Shea aren't traded at all. Uh, do you still think D'Angelo makes the opening night roster? He yeah. said that he, 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 yes. he believes he's a top defenseman. Yeah, he will. He's better than Chatfield. I, I would take him on over Chatfield. Just because of what I'm getting from him. I think Sheffield's a better all-around defenseman than D'Angelo. Carolina doesn't need that, though. They need a power play quarterback. For that reason alone, D'Angelo makes the opening night roster. Just right now, you need the quarterback, unless you hope an Orlov is it. But I think you go through camp. Right now, you've got seven defense, seven NHL defensemen. Pure and simple. Yes, and then you have Dylan Coughlin. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Dylan Coughlin. Whatever. He is never going to play. <laughs> he will not play unless like two people get hurt. Um, as of the current offensive construct, as the current construction of the defense. But I think, yeah, I think he makes the opening night roster. Because I, I, I don't, I do think too. Because I think there's going to be a trade that happens. Something, yeah, I think something's going to happen. Um, I think at this point, Carolina's in a position. The Eastern Conference was divided between two teams. Boston and Carolina were the number one, number two, New Jersey, number three. New Jersey has gotten better, right? They've definitely gotten better. Carolina hasn't really gotten better. They've really stayed the same, except they added Orlov. Okay. I think their D's gotten better, but Which again, it didn't need that's to. not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree. It didn't really need you to. You made the best NHL defense fractionally better. That's just how good Hurricanes defense is, right? So, and I, I, and I strongly believe that they're the best defensive team in the NHL, and they are. That ain't gonna win you Stanley Cup. Having the best defense and no one who can put the puck in the back of the net. You ain't going to win Stanley Cups winning games one to nothing in the playoffs. And that ain't only how that works. You got to have someone who can finish, right? You got to have someone who can finish in the big moments. That was the problem against Florida. Yes, it was. So, right? They were low-scoring games, but you need someone who can finish. Didn't have that. So, they need to focus. Their defense should be fine. You can now move any one of them other than Slavin, right? So, you can move Even anybody. Burns? If you can turn, if you can turn Brent Burns, <laughs> Orlov can play on that top pair and not be a problem. So if you can move, you move. In my opinion, right now, your 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 best bargaining chips are Pesci and Shea. I think Pesci's your most likely to be moved. So move Pesci, right? Move Pesci, bring in a top six forward. I prefer ideally, to be a ideally a center. That's why I mean, if we brought in Tarasenko, I would have loved it. <laughs> I really would have, but the need was more at center. So and I, st- and I still believe this. The issue 
was will still be a center until you get a center, man. Unless they're going to finally give Natchez a shot, which I haven't seen them try to no, do yet. No, they're not going to. Brendan Moore's not going <laughs> to give Natchez an, a shot at center. I don't think he So is. if you're not going to do that, so that's the only that is the only rationale that you can have in your pocket if you choose not to get a center. It's your number one centers, Ajo, Natchez, KK, Stahl. If you do not do that and you choose to not do anything, I'm sorry. I don't want Jack Jury as my number four center. I said that last week. I want Suzuki. If we're going to have a third scoring line, it can't be Jury. Jury's not going to score. I'm sorry. He's just not that good. Suzuki brings you more offensive upside. But I'd rather neither of them play in the NHL next year. I would turn them into top six forwards. Go get you Mark Shifley. Go get you Elias Lindholm. If they're available, go get it. Lindholm's not that expensive right now. You know what's interesting is that when Jack Drury played with Chicago, uh, 37 games, 24 points this past season. The season before, 68 games, 52 points. It hasn't translated in the end. Yeah, it, it hasn't. And that's fine. Sometimes that just doesn't translate. May, or maybe he would do better. He's asked for a trade. That's I, also why I don't want him on the roster. To me, that's that's the reason why is that he he has a trade for me, is I don't want him be, if he doesn't want to play here. So send him on his way with again package him. He's an asset. He's absolutely an asset. He's got potential. I'm not denying that. Honestly, I think a change of scenery could work out for him a lot sure. too. Send him off to Calgary. Get gives Cal. You know, we're taking a center. It gives him a good young center. Yeah. To kind I, of develop with them. And I completely them agree. Suzuki, Suzuki, Drury, Pesci, and like a third or a fourth. I think that gets you where you need to go for Lindholm. Something along those lines. It gives, you know, we're taking a center. It gives them two darts at a possible replacement with Suzuki and with uh, Drury. Yeah, possibly. So we talked a lot about D'Angelo, and I do think there are a lot more questions surrounding the team now that we have D'Angelo than there is about Ajo. But let's get to Ajo. Do you, do you think the term and the cost is good when it yeah. comes to the contract? Yeah. Because yeah. I think anything under $10 million was going to be no. a good deal. Absolutely. If it was anything over $10 million, I would have been upset. Because I don't think he's worth $10 plus. Yeah, I don't think he is either. And I don't think the Hurricanes viewed him as a $10 plus no. million dollar player. 9.75 for your future captain and your franchise leader. Absolutely. I do that all every day of the week. Eight years. You got him for the rest of his career. Basically, the rest of the best years of his career, right? So, yeah, I don't know why you don't do that. I think it just makes sense. Good cost. I like it. I think that was the right move to make. Um, and I know you wanted to compare this to the Montreal Audit. I, th- I find it very interesting. I do want to talk about it because, I mean, if you remember, Mark Bergevin said that, oh, all I want to be a hab. Uh, like he was saying all this stuff of being like Ajo really wants to come to Montreal. <laughs> wanted to get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to get paid. Obviously, well, they've again. Said I'm not again. I'm not going to say a player is evil for wanting to get paid, but it, it it does show something of their personality, and that's how I felt about Tarasenko. So this is what I think is going on here. Well, with Tarasenko, I would say it made sense if this was like a three year deal. It's a one year deal. You know you want to get more money next year. That's why you did this. Come on, dude. Don't go win. Go sign somewhere. Win. I'm not saying it has to be with Carolina, but Ottawa does not make any sense whatsoever. It's like Giroux going to Ottawa. The only reason that makes sense is he's from there. Other than that, you aren't gonna win in Ottawa, Giroux. 
They're never going to win when you're there. I'm so sorry. I don't think he wanted to sign in Carolina. That's that's kind of been my thought. I think when that's he possible. Fired his, when he fired his agent. Maybe that's possible. I think it's disappointing. But with Ajo and the offer sheet, they used it as a way to get a deal done. Yes, they did. And I and that was actually, I think, revealed by Adam Gold in the fact that they needed to get the deal done in Carolina. Um, I will say it. Carolina was being an ass, probably. They were being um, cheap. In they that got, situation. <laughs> they learned early on, you can't be cheap with your best players. No, you can't. And they've been bitten by it a few times. They made a ridiculous offer to Dougie Hamilton. Embarrassing offer to Dougie Hamilton. Right? I wouldn't have given him the money he got, and I've said that too. But don't let it come out that you offered him somewhere in the neighborhood of six. Like, come on, are you trying to embarrass yourself? I would have given. I would have given. Um, I think Carolina would have been fine with seven, but no more than seven something million. I would have given him eight because because he, he he's not a playoff performer. Not yet. Um, I would have probably offered him somewhere near eight. But at least let it come out that you offered him that. I mean, he would have taken the discount to come here, but not something ridiculous to stay here, right? He loved it in Carolina. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he was offered $9 million and, and I he's going to take it. The, yeah, he's going to take it. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the offer sheet was a mechanism the Yahoo camp used to get a deal done. That was it. He was never going to end up in Montreal. And we kind of, I think, debunked that theory. Of hurricanes being cheap, I mean Tarasenko. I really don't read too much into that I because Car- with Aho, I mean they knew they probably were going to overspend. I mean, I think Carolina's cheap, but not in the conventional sense. I think they're cheap as in they don't want to go pay a good player. They'd rather play a discount, pay a discount player, and we've seen that over the last few years, right? Peter Morazic, right? That was a project. And that paid off. Curtis McElhinney was a need at that point. You had a goal like Darling went down. You needed somebody else. And so, everybody was shocked McElhinney was put on waivers. Yeah, so it worked out. So you get McElhinney. Anderson, injury prone. Bronta, injury prone. Uh, uh, Pacioretty, injury prone. They get a lot of these players for a discount price. And it just doesn't pay off. Last year, Anderson was not good until the playoffs. And he was fine. The year before, Anderson was fine. But Ronta kept getting hurt. And then Anderson got hurt in the playoffs. So these goaltenders have been fine. They've been serviceable. But they've gotten hurt at key points in the seasons. These last two years. Yes, they have. And to me, what's interesting, I mean, Brendan Moore, he's not going to be the head coach forever. No. He's not. If... The next head coach, I think, is going to be very. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the next head coach, and I wonder if he's not as good as Brenda Moore. I don't think the Hurricanes will be able to use that power of being cheap as much because Brenda Moore is that good. Brenda Moore gets the most out of every single player, and that's. And I think that's that's what affords Carolina's management to kind of be be play the hardball. A little bit more. Sure. If if because sometimes if they want to come. Play. They had a different coach. I don't think they would would be able I to guess pull where, off this cheap stuff. I guess where I don't understand is this: Why did you sign Orlov to seven, almost eight million? But you wouldn't do that with Tarasenko. 
I guess to me, that doesn't make sense because Orlov was not a need. He was a, a he was an extra, right? He at this point in time, he's an extra. He's a third pairing defender. Right, if you slot him somewhere, he's your third pair. Because you're probably not breaking up Shane Pesci if they're together. It's Slavin and Bur and Burns, and then Chatfield. And Orlov, D'Angelo is your seventh defenseman, right? Just as an example. I don't think necessarily that's how it's going to play out. But right now, that's what it is. So say you don't do that. So kick Orlov off. You place Chatfield there. That's good defense. Oh, yeah. that That's excellent defense. So now, then, they, now they need to address forwards. So then though. why wouldn't you do this? You give Tarasenko that contract. Then you can still go get... A top six center, right? They're not, l- listen, I-, I knew going into the offseason, I'd be surprised if they got two top six forwards. I really would be. But I don't see why. Again, it just doesn't make sense to me. You did your number one most important thing. You signed Ajo. Perfect, right? That is the most important thing they could have done this entire offseason. You, you need to define your franchise for the next eight years. You've done that. Check. And most important thing, number two, improve the top six. Have not done that yet. Does Bunting do that? Eh. Bunting a adds, little bit. Bunting does. I don't and I, and I think he could. I, I think I, if he plays with Ajo and Jarvis, I, I think we could see Bunting getting up to like career totals. I don't view Bunting as your top six fix. I view Bunting as your toughness fix because you needed that. So check that that was a to do list you needed to have happen. So check. Well, Toronto fans already saw what he could do, and they and it seems like everybody that's loves Toronto seems like he's a top six forward. He played with Matthews too, so there's that. We'll see what he does in Carolina. Maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe they've got their top six guy. Maybe he gets sixty seventy points. I don't think so, but I'd love to be proven wrong in this case. Oh yeah, I would too. But Ajo needs that other guy because they don't have it yet, right? You need that it used one to be it used it used. I mean, honestly, it used to be Ajo and Teravainen, but now, but now Teravainen has slipped in his production. Could you imagine Ajo feeding Tarasenko? That would have been perfect, right? And then you go get your top six center. I, I guess in my mind, I would have used that money on Orlov to get Tarasenko. I don't. I just. I have. I don't see where Orlov makes sense to me. I think I think you have a good point, uh, but yeah, it's, and I'm not complaining about having yeah. Orlov. I think that's a great player, and it makes our defense that much better. But it makes the defense that doesn't need to be better better when you need to fix your offense. Yes, uh, definitely. Um, so let's get to uh, just let, let's end this with a couple questions here. Uh, how much of an impact do you think Ajo's go- we're going to see from Ajo now that this contract's done? I think there are going to be ex- more expectations on him. I think now he that he's going to be carrying a $9 million contract. Two things. Ajo needs to become a point-per-game player. He needs to always be that way unless he's hurt. Yes, and even I then, agree. And even then, he needs to be a point-per-game player when he's playing. So point-per-game. I think he needs to have a couple. So actually, I'll say three. He needs to be at least every season point per game. I think you need to see him at least probably two to three times in these eight years get at least 100 points. And then three, he needs to take over the leadership of this franchise. 
I think those are his expectations, and I think those are reasonable expectations. Uh, trust me, I completely agree. I, I think he needs to be a point-per-game player. I think that's going to be the challenge a little bit. Ajo, he is a great player. He is. But there is some consistency issues. He's a little bit streaky. And listen, every player is going to have their flaws unless you're, what, McDavid or Matthews. And Ajo, he ha- he does have some of his flaws. But when he is on his game, Sam, you, I think he's a top 10 player in the NHL. And I think that's fair. And I think Ajo can do it. I think he's good enough to do it. I think he's good enough to hit 100 points. At least two or three times in his career. And, and I think he can if you give him the right pieces to do it. Exactly. I was about to say, I think he's going to need good line mates. If too, Jarvis turns to into that. that 30, if Jarvis turns into a 40 plus goal score, he'll do it. I think he can do it. I, I really will do. Very simply hit 100 points. That won't be a problem. But he, and, and I think he needs to take, be able to show that he can have the leadership on his shoulders. So, and I think, I think already, I think Ajo already, though, has. Good leadership. I think he's, to me, I think of Ajo as the person uh, the most. Of all the players I don't, aren't wearing a uh, letter on their jersey, shows the most leadership. He wears the letter. He has an A. Yeah, that's right. He does, my bad. Him and uh, Martinuk, I think, alternate that A, but they both, he wears an A. I thought it was Martinuk, Slavin, and... Um, Slavin always wears the A. Jordan wears the C. And Jordan wears the C. Ajo and Martinuk, I think... I think it was Ajo at home were the A, Martinuk on the road were the A. Yeah, I, I do think there was I, I think something that like was, that. I think that was it. I could be wrong. Um, but I think that's it. And, and, I, and I think, look, this was a great decision. I know I've argued, but my argument for moving Ajo was simply predicated on a deal not getting done. But, of but course, a deal is now done, Sam. So it is not something you have to worry about for eight years. You got your best player, right? We have this era's version of Eric Stahl, right? We have our top guy who's going to lead the franchise for the next eight years, right? Eric Stahl and Rob Brendamore were your previous leadership core, right? They both were very successful in their time and their tenure. They both won Stanley Cups. And guess what? I think that's the thing for Ajo. There you go. I'll add my fourth thing. He needs to win a cup. Yes, I, I agree, too. I he does need next. to win a cup. And I think that can be around the corner. I think it could be this season if they addressed the yes. uh, scoring. And I think, and I think they'll be okay. They'll be able to win a cup, even if they don't get that next center. If they get a top six goal scorer, I think you're still able to do what you need to do. But I think that top six, I think that second line center, who can score, will do that for you too. Yeah, and I think that could be realized with KK. I'm not saying he's the answer now, but maybe down the road in the season, he could become that second line center. And if you get Lindholm and you throw like a third, uh, if you choose, if you get Lindholm, you move Pesci, you keep Tavo for the rest of the year. Okay. A third line with Tara Vinen, Nason, and KK, hmm, that line should theoretically take advantage of some other teams' third and fourth lines. Yes, it definitely should. Um, and of course, the last question I have with Ajo, Sam, is. You think this is going to affect future signings down the road with Jarvis and Natchez? To me, those are the players I'm more interested on. I I don't think so. I think those two players get re-signed, but I think Natchez has more of an asterisk by his name. What There's happens? more risk, I think, with Natchez than there is with Jarvis. Well, I think if you bring in Lindholm, the question becomes, is Natchez a redundant player? Because right? yes. Natchez was supposed to be a center, and that just hasn't happened. But I also think it's reasonable to say... I haven't given him a shot at it. And I think that could be a mistake. 
I don't know if it is. We don't know. We haven't seen him do that. But Natchez can take faceoffs, and he can play center and be okay at it. Yeah, he can. So if you get Lindholm, you extend Lindholm, do you move Natchez? I think that's a good question to ask. Um, but I think Jarvis is guaranteed to sign here. Oh, I do too. I, I think he. I, think, I think he's more important than Natchez, in my opinion. I, I don't view Jarvis as a question. He gets at the very least a bridge deal. So we'll see. But I mean, maybe some team offers sheets him, but Carolina's going to match unless it's ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Well, Sam, that was a fun episode uh, talking about news. that stuff. And yeah, we got breaking news, which is great. Uh, so yeah, uh, we will see you guys for the next episode. Um, Sam, we're moving into August. Do we want to talk about what our plans are for August at all? Um, maybe. How about we leave that for next episode? Okay. Yeah. All right, so we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.